Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooke Service, and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all-too-confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, I'm diving into the 30-day mini-cut I did back in August. I share my results, why it felt so manageable, and how you can do it too. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes, and let's dive in. Hello, Sweat Simple Squad. This is now like the third time I've tried to do that intro, so I'm not redoing it, even though i that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, But earlier this week, I realized that I had not yet done a podcast on my mini cut, and I'm still getting a lot of questions around why I did it, what a mini cut is, how you can do one too, because a lot of those videos are still showing up pretty frequently on TikTok. So I wanted to have one place that I could send you to to really just take this as a blueprint and implement it for yourself if you wanted it to. So this whole episode is going to be about my mini cut. I'm going to share some of my results at the end. I'm going to share, you know, why I did this mini cut, how I started, how I stayed on track, um, and hopefully you'll be able to grab a few things that you can apply to your own life if you want to do this mini cut. So I just want to dive right in and talk about what a mini cut is. And super simple, a mini cut is just a fancy way of saying a fat loss period. So I did a 30-day mini cut, which means that I was doing a 30-day fat loss period, which means that I was eating in a calorie deficit for 30 days. And the whole reason I did this mini cut was honestly really just to show you guys that this works and it's possible and you don't need detoxes or to cut out any macro groups or to cut out alcohol or to really to super restrict yourself in any way. You can really just focus on a calorie deficit, strength training, daily steps, protein, and lose fat and do it in a super sustainable way. And that was a really helpful to have that external motivation because you always need a why behind these cuts because they're going to be difficult and there's going to be times in them where you are like, you know what? I really don't feel like doing this. I really just want to blow through my calories and have 10 brownies tonight. And having a why and reason you're doing it can help you from going over your calories that day and can help you really stay consistent and stay on track. And for me, The physique goals at this point in my life are not motivating to me. I'm super happy with where I'm at. I fluctuate between about five pounds and I don't really care too much because it doesn't look all that different on my body. So I knew that just going into a fat loss period to try and lose some fat would not be motivating for me. It would not be super consistent, but I am super motivated and showing other people that it is possible. So having that why and something that really mattered to me really helped me stay consistent and stay on track. So if you are thinking about doing a mini cut, I would recommend definitely coming up with your why. And it's totally okay if that why is just straight up fat loss and you want to fit better in your clothes and you want to look different. Like that's okay, but it also can help to have a why that's a little bit deeper than that, whether it's, you know, staying active uh, for through 
you know, the rest of your life or, you know, just getting healthy overall, I would encourage you to come up with a why. It can be physique related, but I would encourage you to have two whys then. So one that's maybe related to physique goals um, and then one that is just related to life in general and maybe like overall health or increasing your confidence or something. I think that's just going to be a little bit more motivating than just focusing on straight up trying to get smaller. So that is the whole why behind my mini cut. So now let's talk about how I started my mini cut and what I did. And again, a mini cut is super simple. It's just eating in a calorie deficit. So the first thing I did was I found my calorie deficit calories. And I have a whole article and blog post up on my website about how to do this. It's calculate or it's called how to calculate your calories. Uh, and you can find that on my website. And it's going to give you the exact equation to calculate your calories. And it's super simple, super easy. So pause the podcast right here. Go ahead, find that article called How to Calculate Your Calories on my website, sweatsimpleco.com, and then come back. All right, for me, those calorie deficit calories were 1,470 calories a day. And for some of you, you might be thinking that's not a whole lot of calories, but for me, I was already fairly lean at this at this point. I'm about like five two, five, three. So I'm pretty short. So that's actually a very sustainable calorie deficit for me personally. But I also knew that I'm someone who likes to have a little bit of flexibility on the weekends. Typically we go out to dinner at least once a week. I like to grab drinks with friends on Saturdays. We usually have something going on. So I knew that calorie cycling was going to be a better option for me. So five days a week, Monday through or Sunday through Thursday, I ate slightly under 1,470 calories a day. I think I was at like 1,400 a day. And then two days a week, Friday and Saturday, I ate over 1,470 calories a day. And I think I was averaging about 1,650 on those days. So on average for the whole week, I was still averaging about 1,470 calories a day, but I was just able to give myself a little extra flexibility on the weekends by eating just slightly under that calorie target five days a week. Again, it's just an option. It's another way to help you stay more consistent. If you're someone who does typically have more social weekends, calorie cycling could be a really good option for you. And you can calculate it just how I did by you basically just find your weekly total calories, divide that by seven. That's how many you should be eating per day. And then you can kind of um, dedicate that how you want throughout the different days of the week. So found my deficit calories, decided I was going to calorie cycle. And then I also set a protein goal. So especially when you're in a calorie deficit, eating a certain amount of protein is really beneficial to maintaining your muscle. If you're brand new to strength training, you might still be able to build muscle while you're in a calorie deficit. But if you're an intermediate to advanced lifter like myself, it's pretty difficult to build muscle in a calorie deficit. So making sure that you're getting enough protein is going to help you maintain that muscle. It's also just going to really help you stay more full and satiated throughout the day. So protein would definitely recommend having a protein goal. Typically for most people, I would shoot for 0.7 grams to one gram of protein per pound of body weight or 
per pound of goal body weight. If you're currently super under eating protein, that goal body weight might be a little bit more manageable for you. Um, for me, I knew I was already getting a pretty decent amount of protein in, so I shot for 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. So for me, that was 90 grams to 125 grams of protein per day. Outside of that, I also set a daily step goal. Um, no extra cardio outside of this daily step goal, but I did try and get between 8,000 and 10,000 steps a day. On top of that, guys, I kept my normal workouts. Again, I did not add any extra cardio during this fat loss phase. It was not necessary for where my calories were at. I stuck to my standard strength training program, which if you guys know, I just follow the same program for four weeks at a time. I increase reps, sets, or weight over those four weeks to make sure that I'm progressively overloading my muscles. And then I swap programs after that. So for these 30 days, I was following the same strength training program, doing my normal lower, upper, lower, upper split, and then just hitting those 8,000 to 10,000 steps a day. So no fancy workouts or anything else is necessary during a calorie deficit or some sort of mini cut. Now, most important thing that I did was set a consistency goal. I know in order to actually see results from any sort of program, you know, or fat loss phase, you need to be 80% or more consistent. So that meant out of these 30 days, I had six days where I could not hit my calorie targets and still make progress. So essentially that meant that 24 out of these 30 days, I needed to hit my calorie targets in order to actually see results. And that was the most important goal I set. I did not set a weight loss goal. I did not set a goal to lose a certain number of inches because those aren't always things that we can control. We can't control what the scale says. What we can control is how consistent we're being every single day every single week. So I would really encourage you to set a goal around consistency rather than a certain amount of pounds lost. So that's exactly what I did. I found my deficit calories. I decided I was going to calorie cycle. I set my protein goal. I set my step goal. I set a consistency goal. I stuck to my same workouts and I made the commitment to weigh myself daily. Reason being is that like I just said, the scale fluctuates for so many different reasons. And I prefer to look at those weekly averages to see how much I'm losing per week rather than just looking at random weigh-ins. And it's always better to have more data than less. So if I only weighed myself once a week, I would only have four weigh-ins throughout the course of this whole mini cut, which if you see my data from my daily weigh-ins, that could actually be pretty discouraging because my weight was kind of all over the place. I would have days where I spiked up and then days where I had big dips. So I made the commitment to weigh myself daily so I could take my weekly average weight and then compare it week to week. And if I was continuing this on past 30 days, I would compare it month to month. But more data is always better in my opinion. The scale is crazy. It fluctuates a ton. Always best to look at your weekly averages. Now I want to talk about what my journey actually looked like and a good place I think would be where I started. So when I started this mini cut, I was actually coming off of vacation. 
um, that wasn't super planned. Um, typically after vacation, I just kind of get right back to my normal routine, but I wanted to do this mini cut for the month of August. I was on vacation the first week of August. So I started right when I got back and that was a 10 day long vacation where I was eating and drinking a lot of things that I don't typically do. And my body was retaining a lot of water. So when I stepped on the scale that first Monday, I was at 126.7 pounds. By the end of the week, my average weight ended up being 125.34 pounds. That first week, I lost a ton of water weight. I did not lose two pounds of, or sorry, one whole pound of fat, you know, within a quick five days. I lost a lot of water weight and then my rate of weight loss slowed down a little bit after that, which is normal because again, this was not fat that I lost. It was water weight. So that's where I started. Now I'm going to talk about how I actually stayed on track for this cut because I think it's easy for people to come up with a program and they're really excited at first. And then it's actually that consistency part and that staying on track part that becomes really difficult. So I thought it'd be helpful if I just shared a couple of helpful tips that really helped me stay consistent through this journey. And I would say that the number one thing that helped me the most is I pre-logged most of my meals. Every single Sunday, I sat down and I looked at the week ahead and I decided, I not only decided what I was having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all week, I literally put them all into my fitness pal, including snacks, and I made sure that I was hitting my calories every single day. And if I wasn't, I adjusted things around. And I know this sounds tedious. I know like it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really like an hour or less of your time and it gets easier the more you do it. And then you know with almost 100% certainty that you're going to hit your calories and you're going to hit your protein every single day because you don't even have to think about what you're eating. It's already in the app, it's already pre-logged and you already know you're gonna hit those targets. Of course, things don't always go to plan and you do need to be flexible, but this way you at least have a skeleton of what every day will look like and you can feel a lot more confident heading into the week that you will hit your targets every day as opposed to just kind of logging as you go and scrambling and hoping for the best. So pre-logging your meals is a really great strategy. Definitely recommend it, especially if you're having a hard time hitting your targets. The other thing that kind of goes along with this is I looked ahead at not only my week, but the whole month. And I kind of picked out those days that I thought I might be over my calorie target. So the end of the month was Labor Day weekend. I knew that I was probably going to have three days at the end of the month over that Labor Day holiday that I wouldn't hit my calorie target. I also knew that there was a weekend where my dad was coming to move my sister out to school and I probably wouldn't hit my calorie targets at least one of those days. So it was four days right away that I knew that I probably would not hit my calorie targets. And I planned my consistency for the rest of the month around that because I knew that those days were coming and I knew that I didn't want to, you know, quote unquote, waste one of my six days of not hitting my calorie targets on a random Wednesday because I would much rather 
you know, fully enjoy myself and possibly not even track on those days that were more special to me. So it can really help to look ahead at your month, know what's coming and, you know, plan those days that might not be quote unquote on track. It can also be helpful to do the same thing for the week ahead. Like, do you have days that you know are going to make it harder for you to hit your goals? And what are those things that you can do to really still set yourself up for success and make sure that you do still hit your calorie targets or come in close? Because really, this is all about planning and preparation. It helps a ton when you're trying to be super, super consistent. The third thing that I did that I encourage all my clients to do, well, really I encourage them to do all of this, but this one especially is I set bright lines. Um, There were plenty of Saturdays that I went and grabbed drinks with friends and I knew that I wanted to stay consistent that day and stay within my calorie target. So I kind of planned the day around that social activity and I said, I'm allowing myself two drinks at this and then I'm done because I know two drinks, I can still have fun and I don't really need more than that. So I would set a bright line that I was having two drinks. I would actually pre-log those two drinks and then I would stick to it. And that's the most important part is not just setting these bright lines, but also sticking to them. You could also do the same thing if you go out to eat. You could say, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to have any entree I want, but no appetizers. Or you could say, I'm allowed to have one plate of appetizers, but everything I eat has to be on a plate and I can't just grab from the basket. Uh, Another great bright line is I will not drink alcohol Monday through Thursday. Really, it's just setting clear black and white yes or no lines for yourself so that you don't have to find that motivation in the moment and that willpower to say no. All those Saturdays that I went out to drinks with my friends, if I had not set a bright line beforehand, I almost with 100% certainty would have had a third or fourth drink or whatever it was. Because in that moment, having to rely on willpower, you're much more likely to just say, ah, screw it, whatever. Versus if you set the bright line and someone says, oh, do you want another drink? You have that little voice in your head saying, oh, you know what? I said I was only going to have two. And like I said, you are just so much more likely to stick to it. So those are the three things that really help me stay on track. Pre-logging most of my meals, looking ahead at the week and the month and knowing what's coming and setting bright lines. So let's talk about how I stayed consistent outside of those little tips and tricks because those are helpful, but they don't really talk about those day-to-day in the moment. And something that really helped me is that I felt full and satisfied most of this cut because I nothing was off limits to me. I did not have a single food or drink that was off limits. If I wanted something, I could always have it. The choice was always there. So I was not getting these super intense cravings because I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't have ice cream. If I really wanted ice cream, I could find a way to work that into my calories for the day. So that's super important is don't place anything off limits because it's going to place it up on this pedestal and you're going to just be thinking about it a lot more and you'll probably see your cravings increase. So restricting is never good. It's never the option. Don't recommend it. 
the other thing I did was I centered all my meals around protein. So I already talked about that protein goal and how it can really help you stay full and satiated, but actually centering your meals around protein and making it the focus of every meal. One, it's going to make it a lot easier to actually hit that protein target. And two, it's just going to make sure that you're getting protein at every meal, which again is going to keep you more full. Along with this, I ate a lot of high volume food. So that's foods that you can eat a lot of for a few amount of calories. So they're going to take up a lot of room in your stomach and keep you more full. So I pretty much had a big bed of leafy greens or spinach at most meals. That's one of my favorite high volume foods. Pretty much any vegetable is going to be a high volume food. Things like watermelon, oatmeal, popcorn, a lot of different fruits. Uh, those are all high volume foods where you can eat a lot of them for a few amount of calories. So those are a great tool to have in your calorie deficit. Also for me personally, I cut most liquid calories. I did enjoy drinks and alcohol along the way, but in terms of I'm not really a pop drinker anyways, but if I did drink pop, I probably would have switched to like a diet during this cut. Um, I also was not having as many like lattes or fancy coffee drinks or as I might usually, I was sticking to mostly like black coffee with a little bit of creamer in it because I knew that if I spent my calories on drinks, that was not going to keep me as full as if I spent my calories on food. So again, this is always a personal choice, but for me, I prefer those calories coming from food. So I cut most of my liquid calories and those are really how I stayed full and satisfied through most of this cut. And I want you guys to remember that the goal of a calorie deficit isn't to eat as little as possible. It's actually to eat as much as possible while still remaining in a calorie deficit. So like I said, things like eating high volume foods and a lot of protein can really help you still eat as much as possible and remain in a deficit. You can always fit in things like pizza and ice cream, but you do know in the back of your mind that if you choose to indulge in those things, you might not have as much calories left over for food remaining the rest of the day. So that day you might not be able to eat quite as much and you may find yourself pretty hungry in a couple hours. So that's why getting this education around calorie counting is so beneficial because then you get to make the choices about the food you're eating and you get to decide if the full pizza is worth it or if you would rather have two slices of pizza and a side salad because you know that's going to keep you much more full for a lot longer. So with, you know, a little bit of chicken breast or protein or whatever it looks like on top. So always think about that. Don't try and just restrict, restrict, restrict and cut calories as low as possible and eat close to nothing. I want you to really try to eat as much as possible while still being in a deficit. A couple of things that I do want to call out before I get into my results is even though I was not restricting during this calorie deficit, I did just talk about how I knew that things like pizza would not keep me as full for as long as things like I could essentially probably eat two full meals of, you know, chicken and potatoes and a veggie on the side as I could for a couple slices of pizza. So though I wasn't restricting anything, I did have to make some tough choices and I did have to make some sacrifices. 
like I already talked about, I had to set bright lines around drinks and I had to say no to some things that when I'm in maintenance, I wouldn't have to do that. And, you know, you guys know that I love Cheez-Its. I was not eating Cheez-Its as frequently because again, I knew that I could have like a tiny little bit of Cheez-Its and they would not keep me full. Or I could have a yogurt and a peach, a piece of fruit for the same amount of calories and stay way more full. So I was making sacrifices, but the reason that that's okay is because a calorie deficit is always a choice. If you choose to be in a calorie deficit, it that's your own choice. You're choosing to try and reach a goal. You're choosing to try and lose fat. So some sacrifices are going to be necessary along the way. It's just the reality of it. You will have to say no to some things. You will have to have a little bit less of some things. You will have to make some hard decisions and you will have to make some sacrifices, but it's always a choice. You could very easily just go back into maintenance and eat as much of and whatever you want and not have to make these sacrifices. Just know that when you are making these sacrifices and when they feel hard, know that your calorie deficit is temporary and it's something that you chose and remember and go back to that why of why you chose this. Why are you doing this? Why are you making these sacrifices? And why is it worth it to you right now? I think that that can be super, super helpful. And really quickly, I just want to make this note because I know some people will say that like, oh, were you, you know, sacrificing pizza and Cheez-Its because those cause fat gain. And no, that's not, that's not the case. Any food alone by itself does not specifically cause fat gain. It's because those foods tend to add up to quite a bit amount of calories without keeping me super full. So while I was in this deficit, I chose to have a little bit less of them, not because the pizza and the Cheez-Its alone would make me gain fat, but because they would make it a little bit harder to stay within my calorie deficit. And I would rather use those calories on something that kept me more full. So again, just really wanted to throw in that caveat that, you know, it's not carbs or a specific food that's causing fat gain that you need to avoid. It's often just less nutrient dense foods are going to be harder to fit within your calorie target. So you may have to sacrifice a little bit more of those. All right, that was a lot, but that's pretty much everything. So now I just want to jump into my results. So over the course of 30 days, over the course of this month, I lost about four pounds. So I averaged about one pound per week, which I was really excited about. And I actually was not anticipating that. I thought I was going to lose a lot less, but I was super, super consistent. I think I I was close to 82% consistent, which is great. So I did have a good rate of weight loss, um, a quote unquote good or average weight of weight loss. It's good. Good rate of weight loss is 0.5 pounds to two pounds per week. So one pound per week is right in that sweet spot. And I was really happy with that. Um, more importantly, because we all know the scale doesn't mean jack squat. Um, I lost, a one and a quarter inches on my waist and then about half an inch on my hips um, over the course of 30 days. And that is really great because again, I was already pretty lean. I didn't have a ton of body fat to lose. Um, so I was super happy with that progress. And I just want to reiterate that the main 
reason I was able to hit these goals and make this progress is because of how consistent I was. I was 82% consistent for the whole month. And that included the Labor Day weekend that I fully took off from tracking. So yes, you can make progress without cutting out any of your favorite foods. Like over the course of this month, I had alcohol multiple times. I ate pizza. I still ate my Cheez-Its. We had ice cream. I had a couple days where I fully just did not track because I was moving my sister into school. I had appetizers. Like I, I did it all and I still made this progress because this journey is not about perfection. It's not about restriction. It's about consistency. So I always want you to focus on just being as consistent as possible while still enjoying yourself. Consistency is truly going to be the key in this fat loss journey, in this calorie deficit journey, in this mini cut, whatever you're doing. I am definitely not still in my calorie deficit. Um, I did think about maintaining it, but again, my main why was really just to show you guys that this works and is possible. And I felt like I did that over 30 days and I did not have the drive to keep going. So I am back in maintenance. Um, my weight is fluctuating just as it, it normally is. Um, and I'd rather right now just focus on getting stronger and building muscle rather than getting smaller. But I also want to remind you that your goals are your goals and they get to be whatever they want. And you know what, maybe six months from now, three months from now, I'll decide that I want to do another fat loss phase, especially if people are saying that would be helpful. But for right now, I really just want to focus on continuing to find a great balance between you know, nutrient-dense foods and enjoying myself. And I really want to focus on getting stronger and just build more muscle. And if that's your goal too, that's awesome. If your goal is fat loss, that's great too. If you want to move into a surplus, that's incredible. I just want you to be super committed to whatever your goal is and stick to that goal super, super consistently. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. If this episode was helpful in any way, if it resonated with you, I always love to hear from you. I would also love if you would share this with a friend if you think it would really help them. Five-star ratings and reviews help a ton so that more people can see this and I can help more people. But always, just please reach out if you have any questions, comments. Like I said, I love hearing from you guys. And really, I just hope you guys have a great week.